Hey guys, it's your girl Marley and you have tuned in to another episode, can you believe it, of Yup, She Said It. I am so thankful for all of the subscribers, all of you that have taken time to listen, to spread the word and share. It is nothing short of amazing and I'm so thankful. And if you are a new listener, welcome, welcome, welcome to the experience. And if you don't know already, it's important for you to know that I am very real, I am raw, I am direct, and today's episode is gonna give you guys a little more, okay, than I've ever given you. So just know there will be moments of wretchedity. Yes, I make words up. I will share my black experiences. What are those? My experiences as being a black woman. Hello. So get into it, but before we start, let's step into our motivation. Okay, so today's motivation is really focusing on and getting into the importance of helping your community, helping others, and just spreading the word on what the process was for you to get to where you are. Now, it doesn't have to be something that's on this high, oh my God, how did you get there? But I'm talking about everyday accomplishments, everyday progress. How do you find the motivation to go to work every day? How did you get the, how did you gain the experience to create a resume, to get a job? How did you learn how to present yourself on an interview? There are so many things that we take for granted on how we got to a certain level in our life or how we are overcoming so many obstacles. But once you made it there, what did you do to help others get there? Or do you have this mentality that I'm going to make it and people will just see it and that will be influential and that will be helpful because that's not reality. And that is what has inspired me. You know, when I look at my journey and my life, starting from college and even before then, there were people that were pivotal influences at every point of my life that if they did not share the experience, if they did not take time out of their day, if they did not say, hey, maybe you should try this and not that, I know I wouldn't be here where I am now or the process would be delayed. Instead of being here now, I would be here much later in life. You have to recognize that the opportunities that you have been granted, if you have been fortunate enough to find some type of success in your life, there are others that are going through the same pain and struggles and obstacles that you went through having the same dream and hopes and goals that you had that you're now accomplishing. So why not go back and assist Why not make something so broad and so loud and so bright that it's helping others? We forget that we think people can see us, they watch us, not all the time. As much as the world is readily available and instant gratification with social media, some people are not on that. And then maybe your image and who you are has become so big that people are intimidated. They feel that they can't come talk to you, that you won't understand because your success looks so amazing that your pain and struggle doesn't even seem like it was possible. So take time and make sure people understand that process. What was it like for you to get in school? What was the process that helped you study for an ACT or SAT? What did you do? Did you read books? Did you go to your guidance counselor? What did you do? How did you learn to submit film for scholarships for sports? How did you learn that? How did you discover that? How did you decide what college and what institution to go to? How did you avoid going to jail when everything in your environment said you are a product of this and you have no other options? What did you do? 
It's time with everything that's going on in the world that you step back and you decide how you can help others succeed and be successful and see themselves in a bright light. It's so important. It's so important. And I think often we forget that. We forget that, yes, those that have the education, those that have the means and the access and the resources, it is our job to go back and to assist others. Why we don't do that, that's a whole nother conversation. But the importance is that today you are hearing me say this. So if you do not take advantage of this opportunity and take it back and help someone, then you are a part of the problem. You are a reason why we have individuals that never see themselves besides anything but a negative person or a burden to others. It's so real. We forget how impressionable our mindset is and our emotional state can become when we are constantly forced and hit with negative things. You have to be someone that is strong, but how do you be a strong, motivated individual if nothing in your life has told you or taught you that? So those of you, including myself, who have been able to overcome different things, um, pursue an education, work with other people, build your own business, develop a brand, help others do that. That will be your motivation in life. That will be what continues your success in life is when you begin to help others. You don't have have to announce it to the world. You don't have to do that. But it's important to see that someone is helping someone that's helping someone. It's important. Find out a way that you can impact someone else and how you can be a huge contributing factor to a lifelong change and a positive impact in someone's life. That's a word. That motivation was deep. But okay, guys, we are now officially into our first segment. And if you are a new listener, we have three segments that we get into or that I get into. But sometimes I do have guest speakers and I'm super excited for some episodes to come. But just for you to know, this segment for segment one is called Who You Talking To? So it's where I may give a little life experience. I've actually been receiving some emails, which I'm super excited about. And from all of that, I decide to kind of give a topic and kind of soul search and figure out what I can do to share and to help give you some insight on what I've gone through so maybe you can avoid it or what maybe someone else has gone through. The second segment after this is going to be called Candid Combos. Going to talk about some real stuff that's happening in the world, in the news, in the media. And then the last segment is called Moments with Marley and is where I take a person from past or present. And if I were to sit down and have a conversation with them, that's what we would do and what we would talk about. But let's focus on who you talking to. Okay. So I received an email and if you're on my Instagram at yup, she said it. I, my last meme as of today, which is the 28th, I posted a meme that says if she makes over 1100 if she's paying over $1,100 in bills a month, she's not interested in a WYD text, meaning what you doing? And when I tell you, I am still getting likes, and I think I posted that two days ago, I have over like a thousand likes and that is new for me. Okay, I'm like, what? Y'all was really in y'all feelings about it. And I agree. I totally agree. So from that, I actually got an email that was saying like, what do you do in your relationships? And you've broken up with this person, but you help this person, you break up and they still want to help you. And I see it so often with male, female relationships that 
the woman helped, and we see it in movies, but it happens in real life that the female has helped the man get to where he's getting to, and then it doesn't work out for whatever reason. He decides to leave and do what he's doing, and he's still not successful. He's still not, you know, making moves in his life, unlike acrimony. Hello. He's not making moves in his life, and now you're he's still calling you for some money, still calling you to help. But what? Why? Come on now. So the approach that I want to take really talks about relationships, but more I'm talking to the women and the thought process and your mindset and maybe what it is on why you are in the situation that you are in. And maybe it is a repetitive pattern and a cycle and a process that says you've got to get through some of your own okay, in order for some things to happen and some blessings to come into your life. Because I'm telling you, when you leave, I'm a firm believer that when you allow distractions and mess and things that mean you know well and you are aware that this is un- un- this is an unhealthy situation for you, that you are limiting your growth, you are limiting your success, you are limiting, limiting, limiting your opportunities for yourself i'm telling you there are some just friendships i'll just start on friendships there are some friendships that i have to end eliminate move don't wish them any harm they're actually doing really well but it wasn't appropriate for my space and i think i've talked about this in other podcasts it wasn't appropriate for my space but guess what? When I transitioned and moved myself out of that moment, things started to change. Things started to happen. My mood started to shift. It's crazy, but it's true. Because when you are so consumed in someone else and you have no time to sit around and say, who am I? What do I need? What do I want to do? Why am I doing that? But instead you are responding and responsive to what everyone else needs. You have lost yourself, friend. You have lost yourself. But the question that I have and what I had, I received two emails about was why do females stay or why do we put up with this foolishness? Now, I can only speak on the perspective of a black woman because that's what I am. But I do feel like this is a broad topic for all women. But I just like to clarify that. But I do believe that this is a female topic, but I am a black woman. So for me and my experience and my growth and my circle of friends that is a diverse circle, um, the, the conversation is sometimes you don't think you're going to get better. Maybe he's so handsome, he has a good job, but there's just some foolishness that you don't want to deal with. But you think that, hey, if two out of the five things are good, I'd rather stay with the two out of the five than go to the next brother and be dealing with a one or a negative one or a flat zero out of the five, meaning characteristics, traits, problems, strengths, all that stuff. So you decide on what you're going to settle with. Because I'll, I'll be honest, the, the options are limited to none. Let's be real. Most of the good brothers are married, are engaged, are taken. Meaning they're not like married or engaged, but they're dating. It's it's real life. It's true. But my question for you is where does your belief in yourself and your worthiness in yourself come to a point where, yes, there's com- there's ways to compromise and, and make things happen, but you should never have to belittle or step back or, or dim your light in any sort in order for someone else to fit in your space. I believe that you can have your light 
be as bright as it can be, be who you are authentically at all times. And that individual that comes into your light can do the same dang thing. And then together you create this light that bright so that shines so bright that no one can miss it. That if anything, they want to know how did you do that? How are you keeping it lit? Okay, that's what they need. Why should I dim my light? Something that I've worked for, something that I put blood and sweat and tears into to hope that you do that and you're consistent to hope it works out. Hell no, we're not hoping on nothing. My path and my journey was hope and prayer and faith. Okay, I but that was in God. Hello. So it's understanding that you have to realize who you are, who you want to be, but also understanding the patterns and where it came from. I don't have a good relation or a relationship at all with my ex-stepfather. So I do have some things and very limited, okay, uh, chances that I will give an individual. Why? Because I'm never dishonest. I'm never disloyal. Um, I will never cheat. You know, I'm not going to do any of that. So my question is, in a relationship dynamic, once you cross that barrier where the respect has been challenged, the um, just the sim- the respect, like respect is everything. Once respect is gone and the trust is gone, it is very complicated. And then you look on the aspect where you don't have any kids, you're not married, and it's like you're staying for what? But then what happens when you have the category where you do have a child, or maybe you are married? It is a different category, it's a different ball game. But what I say is, you have to be aware of the red flags way before you get to that point. Because like they say with the world of addiction, you, you the problem was there before the substance came into the picture. So no matter if it's the man or the woman that, that we're putting all our faith and hope in, you had some concerns and some questions before the relationship became heavy, before kids came in, before marriage came in. You have to understand what it is that you want, but most importantly, who you are. So if you are still in your 30s and you get in the WYD text, you probably need to figure out what you're doing to still get this WYD text, okay? Because I can tell you, I think I have been delivered from the WYD text. And it has been amazing because I set it up tone. People see how I present myself, what I'm doing, what I'm about. And there is no space for WYD. When you are paying your own bills, you are, I am going to school. I have a business. I'm doing all this. I have a podcast. Shawty ain't got time for WYD. Because my response is going to be six to seven things. That's what I'm doing. And I don't really care what you're doing. And it may sound mean, but clearly you're not doing anything that's important enough that has you still texting WYD. Hello. That's the problem. That's the problem. So my question is to understand, ladies and gentlemen, in your mind, in your presentation, and who you are, what is causing you to be in situations that are bringing you less than what you are worth that are causing your emotions to go up and go down for your self-esteem to be low for you to still seek external validation to confirm who you are and how pretty you are and what you're doing in life you know what i'm saying you got to think about that this is real life and you don't want to be in your 30s in your 40s still trying to figure this out still trying to know 
I'm telling you, understand it now. And you may need therapy through that to guide that process to look at maybe your upbringing, some trauma that has happened. There's different things, relationships. There is a reason that it's happening. Some things you are aware of, some things you are not aware of. But what I'm telling you is that you deserve the best in whatever way that may be. So take some time, figure out what it's about, and no longer accept no W-Y-D text. Yes. All right, all right. I really hope y'all love segment two. I probably could have went on forever um, and maybe something else to come up with it. But for now, we're going to get into segment two, also known as Candid Combos. Now, this week's Candid Combo is pretty serious and it hit me hard. You know, I'm going to talk about Nia Wilson and I can't explain to y'all the pain and actually the tears that I cried when I saw her beautiful face and just first heard. I didn't see a video or anything like but just heard and read and saw her story that she was stabbed to death um, while she was with her sister walking in the Bay Area Transit System, also known as BART. Um, her sister was stabbed as well, but Naya was pronounced dead on the scene. And she was only 18 years old and she graduated uh, from high school not too long ago, you know? And I, I couldn't, and to this day, I can't really explain to you why this shook me so hard initially. But then I started started thinking about Sandra Bland and the young lady that was in the Waffle House that her breasts were exposed and, you know, and then obviously all of the black men that we've lost versus, uh, I'm sorry, all the black men that we've lost on in the public eye, meaning it's filmed and we see it. And also all the men and women that we have lost that have never made the news. But I was thinking this 18 year old young lady And I guess for me, I realized like her life, even though I knew it, but I I sat in it for a moment and I was like, this young lady's life was taken for no reason. As I did my research and I was looking like on CNN and I was looking at different media outlets, they're saying that this was, this, her death was unprovoked and there was nothing, there was no altercation, there was no disagreement that I could find that gave any reason why this could happen. And I saw several reports saying that, you know, they can't necessarily prove that it's race related. Um, But, and then later on in more recent articles, such as yesterday and today, that the police are officially not ruling it out, that it is, um, that it could be race related. So, for me, and then there's uh, information that the, the I'm not going to say his name because I will not give power to hatred and to people that are out here just to destroy lives, whether it's on your race, whether it's on your gender, the fact that you are willing to destroy another human life, another family, you will never get time on this podcast. Let me get back into it. So when I was doing the research, um, it said that he is possibly, I don't know if it was confirmed, a member of a group, and I'm not going to name the name again. It is a white supremacist group um, that he's possibly affiliated with that. So therefore leading more reason to believe that this was um, a violent act, a hate crime strictly related to race. So again, I'm still digging and, you know, instantly what comes to mind is Malcolm X. And I'm paraphrasing here that the most devalued one, the most devalued person in America is a black woman. 
And then I go to the level and think, wow, when black men, and I'm not taking anything from black men because I'm glad that it's in the media, I'm glad that we can see it, but I hate that we have to die and be killed and be slaughtered in order and, and be dehumanized in order for someone to speak up for us and think that we deserve to live while we're dead. It's crazy. But even with this, I've noticed, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, that when the men are killed and slain in these streets, it takes over social media, right? It's on CNN, it's on the, it's on everything. But when a black woman is killed, killed, okay? Not hurt, not injured, not stable, not unknown condition, murdered, slain. It's like you have to search and hunt for it. And the question is like, what the hell? Like, why? Why in this moment is the death of her still appear to not be equivalent to others? It, I think that is what was making me so upset. And then to know that, again, in research, and this could be wrong, but just doing the research and trying to learn more, learn more about this young lady, that she'd actually just left a family gathering for a family member that um, is battling a medical condition. So we've all been there. It's the summertime, it's the weekend, or it's during the week, and we go hang out with our family and friends. All right, see y'all later. I'll call y'all when I get home. All right, all right, hug, dap up, you know, everything that you do. And that was the last time that young lady saw her family because of something, some hate that was so vicious in somebody else. And also for me to know that that could be me at any time. That could be me at the grocery store. That could be me at the gas station. That could be me at the mailbox. That could be me at the pool. That could be me walking down the steps. That could be be me walking on campus. That could be me locking my car. That could be me taking out my trash. That could be me jogging and trying to get in shape for this 5K I gotta run in September. That could be me at any freaking time. It could be anyone that I love at any time. And I guess that is what's making this so real is that you try to live your life, you get your nails done, you try to be cute, you try to do all of this, but in the instant, none of that matters because your soul is gone and you will never be able to laugh, smile, connect, grow. This young lady was 18 years old. When I was doing a little more researching about her, I said that she had goals of possibly being a paramedic um, or uh, a paramedic or being uh, going, going to the military, possibly the army, possibly um, hoping to get signed by a label. She has a YouTube channel and just all this stuff that she's 18. She has a whole future. Do you remember what it was like at age 18? I was leaving high school and going to college on a volleyball scholarship, first time away from home. Never in a million years did I think that I would not make it back home or that my mother, my family, and my friends would never see me again. And this young, young lady was in her neighborhood, was where she was at, what she knows, where she's comfortable at. It's unimaginable, but I will say out of a lot of this, I was so glad and I cried again to see Anne Hathaway's comment and saying that, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing again, is that in order for this to stop and to be on the level of awareness and media and, <coughs> excuse me, the level of media that we need in order to beat this, I was so thrilled by what Anne Hathaway said, that in order 
for the awareness and the public attention that we need to grow and to connect and be one on this matter, that individuals that do not look like Naya, white America has to stand up. White men, black men have to stand up and say in every race, every religion, the LGBTQ population, everyone has to stand up to support each other when something is wrong. Because guess what? A life is a life lost, regardless of what you look like, your sexual orientation, where you come from, how much impact you've made on the world. Everyone deserves to have the love and the support to try to prevent the next thing from happening. So why is it that it's taking so long? Like we all, well, I can't say we all know, but we should know that the civil rights movement was ju- not just black people. The, to me, the civil rights movement could not have taken place with just black people because it wasn't just a black issue. Yes, we were the ones being affected, but we all know that in order for things to change, you got to get some other folks in there to mix it up, to talk about it. They open some doors that maybe you can't get through or help point you some doors that you've never seen. Doesn't mean that you would never find it, but having that teamwork, that support to say, we are all here together. That is what we are missing and that is what we need. And then to add another layer onto this, what about the mental health? What about the anger and the rage and the hate? Because we are not coming together, the gap is getting so large. And the hate and how we look at each other and what people say and how sensitive we become because we don't believe that you have our best intention at heart. Because when something happens, instead of speaking up, you choose to stay silent. Or because you don't know what to say, you don't say it. But that's not how we get through it. We have to talk about it. We have to want to grow together and to see things change. This cannot go on forever, but it will. And I guarantee you, we will continue to go backwards because right now, history is repeating itself. Real talk. And if you don't know it, you better recognize it because it is repeating itself. Nothing that is happening, nothing that is being said, nothing that is being done is new. None of it. And the and it's increasing daily, yes, because we have the cameras, we have the phones, so we can see it. But it's been happening, but I do believe that it is increasing. And then when if you are ever a person that is victimized, and God forbid anything happened to me, be aware of who you are allowing in the public figure, the eye, to come and support you. Because if you do some research, sometimes people were turning on their own people. I'm just saying, watch the Whitney documentary. That's all I'm going to say. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. But all I have to say in this matter as I close out is that my heart is is breaking and I have been praying for the family of Maya Wilson. I pray that her family is able to find some sense of healing. I'm not sure how because I don't know how I would do it. But I know that God is real. And from the sounds of their family, they have some spiritual foundation and they will find the strength in that. But understanding that mental health is real, that pain is real, that grieving is real, and they need someone to help them through this. Your family is great. Your friends are great. 
but I hope that if they need grief counseling, if they need the support, if the community comes together, that we are doing more than sitting and crying and remembering the good times, but we are trying to make sure that we are healing your mind, that you are able to speak in a safe and open environment so that we can move forward because your mind sometimes can be the most dangerous place to be because our anger, our anxiety, our fears, our concerns, our hate towards others when someone causes harm to someone we love, it is a dangerous place. So understanding that as their mind and their health and their physical being is going through a painful transitioning, they still need the growth. They still need to find their happiness. They still need to find maybe a way that they can make a a stance in their community to have some laws change, some, some political things moved around so that, you know, when things like this happen, it can be addressed. I don't know if the cameras need to be, whatever, something needs to be done. And maybe her family will be the individuals that are able to do that. We look at Trayvon's Trayvon's mother, we look at Mike Brown's mother, and all that they've been able to do, and and Eric Garner's um, family, and all that's going on. Um, Those individuals took the pain and turned it into passion. But we need more, and maybe we need to stop waiting for the tragedies to happen, and this goes to myself as well. Stop waiting for the tragedy to happen before we get emotional, before we feel like we need to make moves. We need to do it now. We need to start being precautionary and have things in place, educate our kids from a young standpoint to know. But the reality of it is we can't prevent everything. We cannot. A lot of things are out of control. And why can't I control what my skin looks and how it makes you feel when I walk into the room? But what I would like to know is that if something happens to me or happens to someone that I love, that there is a support system that will be there for me to help me through it. Let's get into the next segment. All right, all right. We are into our last segment, which is called Moment with Marley. And what's amazing about this this segment and the reason that I've incorporated as many of you know if you are a recurring listener is that I want to take opportunities from people from the past or the present that I can sit down and this week that I can sit down excuse me and have a conversation with their ask ask them some questions and this week was really hard for me I couldn't really decide who I wanted to talk to and there's a few people in the media now that I would love to talk to. Um, I think we are very common and similar in some areas and just wanted to pick the brain. But I felt like based on what I've talked about in the segment prior to this in Candid Combos, it wasn't, I didn't have the, the need for me to push for that, for it to be more humorous. I wanted something more concrete and an example of what it looks like when you get outside of yourself and you find a way to help others. So the person that I would want to sit down with in this moment, her name is Tyra Edwards and her name is spelled T-H-Y-R-A. Very, very little information that I could come across. Um, I did not you know, necessarily search a lot of articles, but I will be doing that because the information that I found just a little bit on her was monumental. To understand that Miss Edwards was once the executive director for the Congress of American Women in a time where black women were not making moves, not because they couldn't, because we weren't allowed. And she was a social worker. She was a lecturer based out of Chicago and also a women's advocate. 
And through her work, she actually created a program and moved to Rome to work with Holocaust survivors and create and establish a women's program um, to help with childcare and help with needs in that area. Now, I have never, I'd never heard of this. I've never heard of her. And I am a social worker. So to say that someone that is in my history that I never heard of, that I've never um, heard of the, con- the American Women Program, um, not of social workers, black social workers traveling overseas to work with Holocaust survivors, that was a first for me. Of course, it made me in my feelings. How is this stuff happening? How do we have such monumental figures? And I don't know about it. Hmm. So my question for her and sitting down in this moment will just be, what was your why? Why you? Why then? You know, or if I'm meeting with her in her time, I would say, why now? Because the bravery that you had to have, the commitment you had to have to want to help others, to see others happy, to see others heal in a moment where society does not care anything about you, who you are, what you look like, in a society that actually viewed you as an animal? Like, let's be real here. And you decide to not only impact and help other youth and young adults locally in Chicago, but you decide to travel out the country, okay? And help others. How does your mind in a time frame even come up with that? I wanna know what is it? Is it God sent? Is it something that happened to you? Is it something that someone said in your life? Was it a mentor? Was it the process that maybe I talked about earlier with what you've learned and someone came, what someone learned and they came back and taught you and helped you? What what allowed you to even think that, that was a possibility or you were even capable of doing it and succeeding? Or did you not know that you were capable of it and succeeding, but you were willing to take a chance that was bigger than yourself because the sacrifice and the need of others was far bigger than who you were at that moment? I would want to know that what made her go from a social worker to being a lecturer to being a women's advocate, what were those pivotal moments and those feelings and those things that popped up in your mind that says, you know, I need to do something about this. And then I would let's see if she would allow me to bring her to 2018 and say, look at all that's happening right now. Do you feel like we have enough female advocates or women's advocates? Do you feel that we have enough black women that are be, that are advocates for other women? Do you feel that there are opportunities and resources to teach women how to be an advocate, how to protest in the right manner? How, how to just have a mindset on what it is to help people and how it's beneficial and how doing the right thing is rewarding itself and it does not have to be on a large spectrum. But I would wanna know what her take is on it now. What does she think we are missing? Because clearly we are missing a lot. What do we need to do? How can we do it? What would be the one thing that she would want to see us to do in order to succeed? And then I would obviously want to know as a black woman, what is the best advice that you feel you can give another woman of color? Because at this point, where in my life, I don't know. All I can say is whatever you want to do, make sure you do it and obtain it in a way that no one can ever take it from you. So that could be education, that could be making sure that whatever your business and any um, 
anything that needs signatures and, and finances that is all in your name that you own everything but it gets much deeper than that the female psyche the black woman's mind it's so powerful because the world wants us to think a certain way. There are certain things that in school and just schools in general that we are not taught, programs that we are not made aware of. So again, for her in that time frame, how did you find doors to walk through? How did you find opportunities and jobs to have when you were probably one of very few? Did you just take a chance and, and do as much research as possible or did someone help you through that process? So that way we could replicate it because we want to have that same situation, but allow us to grow and to expand given the time that we are in. That is the conversation I would want to have with her because that is a conversation that I want to have with other women that should be continued and that other women should want to have with other women because I've experienced it firsthand. And maybe I would ask her this. Why is it that when we sit down with another woman or in a circle or in a job and there's two black women at a table that many times we're viewed as competition for each other? Why can't we be supportive and want to help each other? Why do we feel, why do so many women feel like they have to manipulate and play aside? Why can't we just be happy to see you be happy? The first thing that comes to mind was Viola Davis and Taraji when I believe Viola won, um, it could be an Oscar, I could be wrong, or maybe a Golden Globe, and Taraji stood up and she was excited, she was cheering for her, she hugged her when she came down the aisle. That is what needs to happen. So I would like to know in her time frame, did that happen? If it did, how did it help her? And if it did not happen, how does she feel that it would help her or if it would help at all? I'm telling you, the journey through life, I know for a fact that you cannot do it alone. But why do we feel that we have to? Why do we strive to be this one solo show? You have to have a successful team. You have to have the support. But it is difficult when other people aren't pursuing the same things or the trust and all that's not there because it's not taught and it's not in our community like it used to be. So I would want to know the foundational skills, the basic skills and what she did and what worked in that time frame that we could bring to ours and into our communities, into our families, into our businesses to be equally successful and make our ancestors proud because guess what? They were dying and fighting and bleeding and being killed and being slain for us to have opportunities. But guess what? We are still being killed. We are are still being slain because of nothing because of something we can't change and that's how we look how intelligent we are and the opportunities we are pursuing in this world i thank y'all for listening tune in next week hey guys if you have any question any feedback you want to get in contact with me you can email me directly at meditationwithmarley at gmail.com we also have a few space for upcoming episodes for sponsors if you are interested if you have a product a service that you would like me to promote here also email me at meditationwithmarley at gmail.com again that's meditationwithmarley m-a-r-l-e-y at gmail.com any feedback any questions anything you want me to you want to hear me talk about put it on here let's have some dialogue let's make this happen if you're interested in being a guest speaker let me know i am located in the south florida region but if you are not local we can make it happen let me know 
You can follow me on my IG at Yup She Said It Y U P She Said It. You can also follow me at my overall company page, iHeartFPP.com. I am a meditation instructor. I'm a mindset expert. I work with uh, those with those with addiction that are in recovery. I do a lot. So tune in. Check out my pages. I'm also on Patreon. I have different levels and different tiers. If you're looking for virtual meditation, group online meditation, I have a lot that's happening. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at iHeartFPP. That's iHeart, H-E-A-R-T, F as in Frank, P as in Paul, P as in Paul on Twitter. And I think that's it, guys. If you have any questions, let me know. But I look forward to tuning in with you guys next week. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for another episode. Love you guys dearly and talk to you soon.